Welcome back to the third installment of the Game on Fantasy podcast. As always, my name is Tyler Gresigorik, and I am joined again by Gage Bridgeford. And we are here to break down all 15, because uh, we don't do Thursdays, uh, of the all 15 games of the week three of the NFL season for all of your fantasy needs. Hopefully you've been kind of tuning in here and checking out our Sunday shows because there has been some good tidbits coming out of there. So, Gage, I'm ready to talk about week three. How are you doing? Uh, I am ready to talk about week three as well because this week is going to be crazy. After all the injuries that we saw in week two, trying to predict what is going to happen this week is just going to be impossible. It really is. It's kind of a black hole of information. Like I I started looking and researching for the show, and I'm like, my goodness, there's just so many – uh, news and notes for every single team. And so uh, we might run a little longer today than what we would typically run just because we have so many things to talk about. So with that being said, let's kind of jump right into it and cover uh, our first matchup for this episode. And that's going to be Falcons-Bears. Uh, over under at 47.5, the line is Atlanta 3.5. Uh, Leo Jones is, as you mentioned before we started recording, highly questionable. Um, does that do anything for you when you're building your lineups for this weekend? Man, it does. I've uh, been working on lineups for the Millie Maker and other like DFS stuff for the week. And Julio is in. I have Julio rostered in a couple of leagues. And let's just say I'm glad I have receiver depth because miss- losing a guy like Julio sucks. Uh, arguably the best receiver in the NFL. Uh, he's kind of started really slow this year, which is weird because that offense has been red hot. Um, I really like the I really like the talent there, but this Atlanta offense has the power or has the firepower outside of him to step up. Like Cal, Calvin Ridley is, I think, wide receiver like in top five right now. Uh, like Russell Russell Gage has been good both weeks. He had nine for one hundred plus in week one. He had a, he had a touchdown or two last week. I think he only had one. And so, like, this offense is humming. They have the pieces to re- replace the production, but you don't replace a guy like Julio. You just don't. It's like replacing uh, Tyreek Hill for Kansas City or Michael Thomas for New Orleans. You just can't do it. Um, so I think that that's going to really change the way uh, Atlanta has to do, uh, attack this Bears defense. They're not going to be able to attack them down the field as much. I think they're going to focus a lot more on the, like, underneath and in-between routes. So just for reference here, uh, you talked about Calvin Ridley being in the top five. He is your current wide receiver one for 2020. Oh, okay. okay. So uh, Julio is... As we all predicted, of course. Somewhere down here. Wow, Julio is wide receiver 23 currently through two weeks. So uh, I, I think that, like you said, this offense is going to be just fine. Uh, maybe we get a little bit more Todd Gurley. Uh, you get Calvin Ridley stretching the field a little bit more. Uh, Russell Gage, who's already been super involved, you get him more involved. He's wide receiver 14 on the year currently. So wide res- so Atlanta's currently supporting three top 24 wide receivers, which is just bonkers to think about. Um, and I would love to see if that's actually ever happened before. So I'm looking at Calvin Ridley to have a huge week against this Bears team. I think he's going to draw, draw Kyle Fuller. But I'm not worried about that because I believe that he has the skill set to uh, beat Kyle Fuller pretty easily if, if they decide to man him up. But Kyle Fuller is one of those guys who does not really travel. So he kind of has his side of the field, and he kind of locks that side of the field down. So Calvin Ridley will be a fine play this week. Russell Gage is a great play this week. I like Todd Gurley a lot this week. I like Hayden Hurst this week. I think they take the Julio Jones work and really kind of spread it amongst the four four guys that I just mentioned. Um, I think the... 
like Calvin Ridley's going to benefit. Uh, like you said, uh, Kyle Fuller. Uh, there's a train in the background for everybody listening. Uh, Kyle Fuller, like you said, doesn't really travel, but uh, he has a really good corner. Uh, this Bears defense is good. Um, they let they let the Giants hang around last week, but they ultimately shut the door on them. Um, but this Falcons offense has just got weapons on weapons, man. Like, it's it's dumb. Like, the amount of talent that they possess here. Calvin Ridley's a strong start for me. I think I have him as a wide receiver one. I'm, I'm 90% sure I have him as a wide receiver one this week. Russell Gage is a strong start. I'll have to adjust my ranks uh, Saturday morning, uh, depending on where, like, if Julio is officially out or trending towards doubtful, Gage will shoot way up my lineups. Um Hayden Hurst, uh, I'm not going to move Hayden Hurst up too much. I just, I like some of the, a lot of the other tight ends that are available. And I also think Eddie Jackson is great, is one of the best safeties in the NFL. Um, I like Roquan and uh, Trevathan's coverage ability uh, with Hurst. And like you said, Gurley, I think, has a bigger week. I don't want to go too in on that because even, like, so Saquon got hurt early in that Bears game. And then after he went out, Deion Lewis, do you know, uh, so Deion Lewis had 10 carries last week. Do you know off the top of your head how many yards he had? It wasn't much. It no, was 20. I was going to say 23, averaged, but I was close. Okay. 20, yeah. He averaged two yards per carry, Tyler. That's not good <laughs> for those of you doing math at home. Um, I think Todd Gurley is better than Deion Lewis. I think the Falcons' offensive line is better than the Giants' offensive line but I don't think it's dramatically better. Uh, and I also, they are dealing with injuries to both of their starting tackles right now. Uh, both Caleb McGarry and Jake Matthews are uh, dealing with injuries. They had missed practice Wednesday. Uh, let me check real quick. Uh, they, Jake Matthews practiced in limited fashion on Thursday. Caleb McGarry did not practice. So keep that in mind. Uh, with Robert Quinn, Khalil Mack, and Akeem Hicks, uh, this Bears front is ferocious. Uh, I have Todd Gurley in my top 24 for the week. Um, Calvin Ridley is starting. Uh, I'm starting Matt Ryan as well, strictly from a volume perspective. He's going to throw the ball a lot. I mean, this offense always puts up a lot of yards. Always puts up a lot of yards. They always do. They always do. If they lose, it's because of their defense. It's not because of their offense. Right. So that's who I'm – so for Falcons – Basically, if you roster somebody, you're probably starting him this week. Uh, Russell Gage, I really like in DFS because he's uh, his price is really down. I've got him sprinkled in a couple of lineups so far. Uh, moving over to the other side of the ball for Chicago, who are you starting? Like I know there's like Allen Robinson, Robinson, and I think I'd feel comfortable starting David Montgomery. I am starting Montgomery in a couple places. Okay, uh, and then after that, I think Anthony Miller. I think Anthony I'm starting Miller. a couple places in my flex. But I'm starting him in it. like deeper leagues. I'm not really in love with him in uh, more shallow leagues, just because his. Yeah, uh, these are dynasty twelve team leagues that I had him on my roster, and I had a couple injuries, like Cortland Sutton, Throwing Shepard, a couple man, other guys. Cortland, that Cortland Sutton injury bit me hard this week. I had him all over the place. I went heavy on running backs, and he was my first receiver pick so much. Because I was like, man, I'm getting a wide receiver one in the fifth round. These guys are idiots. Right. In fact, in our pack-a-day league, that was my first receiver pick, was Cortland Sutton after I went four running backs off the rip. Now, granted, the rest of you guys messed up by letting me get four starting running backs. But, yeah. I, I grabbed I my two, Cortland and I was Sutton. good. I grabbed my two, and I bailed. I just started drafting wide receivers. I, I couldn't do that because in this league – uh, moving on, we'll talk about that later. <laughs> Digress. Moving on. Uh, moving on to, the, but on Chicago, uh, you're starting A-Rob. I'm starting Montgomery. 
Uh, Anthony Miller, I'm comfortable in deeper leagues, or if you're bit by the injury bug, I'd start him because I think Chicago's going to have to throw to keep up in this game. He seems to be more so. consistent because he's been getting the targets from Trubisky. Uh, let me let me look up his stats from last week, but he, he just needs to be more consistent. He's had a couple bad drops, which has been his problem since he arrived in Chicago. But he so basically, it's going to be the Darnell Mooney show. Let's go. He through two games has nine targets. Uh, he's converted four of them. Uh, so I, the, I think the opportunity is going to be there for the Bears to have to throw the ball a lot, and I. I don't think Allen Robinson can do it all, even though he's amazing and he's going to be a great play this week. I do like Anthony Miller uh, in those deeper formats. So with that in mind, moving to the over-under, I'm taking the over on this game because I think Atlanta's going to score a lot, and I think Chicago's going to have to score uh, a lot to keep up with them. Attempt to score. I think sh- the Bear- okay, the Bears are better than they get credit for. Their 2-0 record I think is a little little weird. They beat up They beat a bad Detroit team. And they beat a bad Giants team that lost Saquon Barkley. But they're still 2-0. They're playing an 0-2 team. It's on the road, but home road doesn't really matter this year. That Falcons have a bad defense. I think the over hits pretty easily. Falcons are favored by 3.5. I'm taking Falcons all day on that, though. That's fine. I'm going to take the Bears. Wow. I'm going to take the Bears. (laughs) Hey, I have been a bears like a bears truther all off season uh which is weird considering this is a wisconsin oriented website and i do a podcast for the packers but i think that the bears are better than they get credit for i think their defense is good under pagano i think that against atlanta they can get pressure i think that they have a good front like a good front seven they they have the pieces to cause problems for atlanta Especially if Jalen Johnson continues to play well. Jalen Johnson, other than getting ran over by Marvin Jones, has looked good as a corner two. So they have the pieces on defense to slow down Atlanta a little. A little. And then all, all the offense has to do is just not um, make mistakes. Just not make mistakes. And I think that they can do that because this Atlanta defense isn't going to force them into making any mistakes. Why? Because they're bad. So... Over, I'm taking Chicago. You're taking Atlanta. Yes. Now, on Atlanta, you're starting pretty much everybody. I'd fade Hurst unless you don't have a better option. Chicago, you're starting Montgomery, Robinson, maybe Miller, depending on your league. Moving on, we got Bills hosting the L.A. Rams, a matchup of 2-0 and teams. Over-under set at 47.5. Buffalo is favored by two. A uh, couple of quick notes. You got Cam Akers is questionable. Uh, Dawson Knox for uh, the Bills is questionable with a concussion. Uh, also, Malcolm Brown also questionable with a finger injury as things currently stand. So, Tyler, what, what are we doing here? I actually like the Rams in this game. I don't like Josh Allen and the Bills. If uh, you're going to be checking out my article on Dynasty Nerds, I do the quarterbacks that starts for the week. Uh, you'll find Josh Allen listed in there. Uh, I don't like him this week. I think that Aaron Donald is going to have a heyday against this Bills offensive line. Uh, Jalen Ramsey is going to give Stephon Diggs the Ramsey treatment. Uh, And so maybe John Brown, if he can kind of keep the offense going. Uh, Looks like there'll be no Zach Moss this week either. Uh, It looks like he was held out of practice today. I didn't catch the reason why, uh, but did not look like it was personal. Um, I don't like a lot of the Bills pieces this week. I, I think you're starting Stephon Diggs because you have to. John Brown, maybe, uh, if, you, if you really need to. But outside of that, I, I think you're starting Josh Allen in Superflex, but not one quarterback leagues. 
Singletary is going to be a decent play this week. The the linebacking core for the Rams just leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, I think, and with no Zach Moss, maybe he'll get more of the uh, goal line touches that you're looking for. So probably Singletary and then Diggs uh, and Brown out of necessity, and uh, Allen too because of Superflex. You don't believe in Josh Allen? I do. Good. No. Could not be me. Listen to me. Could I not do. be me. I love the player. I've believed in him since he entered the draft. However, this is not the week that I'm taking him and putting a ton of confidence in him. I like this Rams team this year. They seem to have found their swagger again. They're going to put up points. So I, I like the the offense under Jared Goff right now is actually humming. And the offense for the Bills has not seen a defense like the Rams yet. They have not seen okay. a defense with the talent of the Rams yet, and that's what has me worried. Okay, so Tyler, watch out for this bus. So for those of you that heard Tyler say he would not start Josh Allen, he ranked Josh Allen as his number seven at quarterback in fantasy per <laughs> game on Wisconsin. Go check it out. Uh, our ranks are live every Wednesday. Um, so here's – okay, Josh Allen gives you – the here's the main reason why I have faith in him. He can run the ball. He didn't have to run the ball last week against the Dolphins. But that's, but that's just because he didn't have to. The guy, I love his running ability. Um, I love his ability to, uh, st- I love his ability to stretch the field that way because that really stresses teams like the uh, Rams that have bad linebackers. All he's got to do, get to the edge. There ain't nobody catching him. There's no, there's no one catching him. This, these linebackers, like you said, leave a lot to be desired. His, the starting linebackers, Micah Kaiser, Kenny Young, who I'm pretty sure was had for like. As a throw-in for the uh, the Jim Marcus Rams. Peters deal. Yeah, you're right, Marcus Peters. I'm yep. gonna say Jalen Ramsey. That's not right. Yeah, and then and but and then Leonard Floyd's listed as a linebacker. Or no, I so said I guess it'd be Samson Mbukum or whatever. But anyway, you're not scared of any of those guys. Allen can run the ball well. Diggs, Diggs, I am down on this week because he. I do believe he's gonna get the Jalen Ramsey treatment. And with that in mind, that's why I'm really high on John Brown this week. You said maybe. I think that John Brown, as a result, I'm pretty sure John Brown has actually outperformed or been stride for stride with Diggs so far to start this year. Uh, John Brown has found his way to the end zone. with. I'm pretty sure in both games uh, he's put up a lot of – he's put up a lot of yardage. Yeah, he's wide receiver nine right now. 27.2 points through – or that's standard. That's standard. Let me pull up PPR because that's what matters. In PPR, he's wide receiver nine, 37.2 points. I like John Brown this week. Uh, I don't like Cole Beasley as much. Um, Dawson Knox, I'm leaving on my bench. Uh, I'm a big fan of Dawson anyway. Knox. He's got injury problems. He just hasn't been able to put it together yet, so I'm fading John. Or for, I'm fading Dawson Knox, even if he's active. Uh, I like Singletary, as Tyler said. I like Singletary. Zach Moss is staying on your bench. I just I like this Bills offense. I like I like what I've seen because the big issue for Allen through two years was his deep ball. He just couldn't hit the deep ball, and he's figured that out. He's figured out how to do that this year. Even if Stephon Diggs gets locked up by Jalen Ramsey, John Brown can find can find those deep areas of the field to work. You said Aaron Donald would have a heyday with this Bills front. This Bills offensive line is good. Cody Ford as a guard has played well. Mitch Morris and Quentin Spann like they were castoffs, but they've played really well as well. Deion Dawkins and Daryl Williams, they're not like Deion Dawkins got an extension right before the season started. He's a really quality guy. He's been around there. This is his second contract, I believe. And then uh Daryl Williams is a former free agent in from Carolina, but he's played well also. 
I really like this Bills offensive line. Aaron Donald's a freak. The guy's outstanding. The second coming of him is on Buffalo in Ed Oliver. So I'm a big fan of Aaron Donald, but I also think that the Bills know how to be successful. This offense is working to the strengths of Josh Allen. They're not making him do too much. So while Tyler may be down... I have a question for you real quick before we, ahead, before we finalize ahead. this game. Which offense would you rather take, the Dallas Cowboys or the Buffalo Bills? Right now? Yes. At full health or right now? At full health. Fine. Okay. Full health, I'm taking Dallas. Okay. Right now. The Rams held Dallas to 17 points. Okay, that was in week one. Mike McCarthy had never even gotten preseason reps with with his team. They weren't at full health then when Lyle Collins was out. Travis Frederick had retired. They had not played any games with their starting center. I understand the aspect of they held the Cowboys down, but that's why I asked the qualifier of full health because the Cowboys weren't at full health. Buffalo is largely at full health. Outside of Dawson Knox, they're pretty close to it. So I, so that's why I picked, I picked the Dallas, picked Dallas at full health. Right now, I would take Buffalo because I think Josh Allen's a better athlete than Dak Prescott. I think Dak is a better quarterback from an accuracy perspective. But I like Allen's uh, ability. I like his arm strength better. I like his ability to find his weapons down the field. Um, and I and I like his offensive line at full health or at current health more than I like Dallas. I think Dallas has a lot of long-term potential this year. Dak, I'm pretty sure, was a top five QB for me this year. Um, I think I had him like top – I think I had him third or fourth. Can't remember off the top of my head. So I like Dallas. Don't get me wrong. But right now I'm taking Buffalo because they're full health. Aaron Donald's going to have a good game, but there's no one else on that defensive line that scares me. Michael Brockers hasn't been good in a long time. Sebastian Joseph Day is all right. That's it. Leonard Floyd has never lived up to what he was expected to be out of the draft. So that's where I'm at with this. He's still a quality pass rusher. Yeah, but Deion Dawkins is going to make him disappear. I disagree with that. I I disagree with a lot of these. I, I think that's probably where a lot of the disagreement is stemming from is that I believe in some of the Rams pieces more than I think you do. And... I, I see. I saw what they did to that Dallas offense. That Dallas offense was supposed to be high powered. Sure, we can give Mike McCarthy the excuse that he didn't get a preseason, but at the same time, there was a lot of talent on the field. They went on the next week to put up forty on the Atlanta Falcons. Granted, it's the Falcons, but oh, that off- we saw what that offense could do in that fourth quarter, that second half of that game. They took over. The Dallas Cowboys offense took over in that game. I think that's what the true, true image of the Cowboys is going to be as we progress through twenty twenty. And the Rams shut them down for four quarters. I. There's just too many weapons on that team with, with Ezekiel Elliott, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, C.D. Lamb, Dak Prescott. Uh, the tight end is a question mark, but they still have Tyron Smith, who's, who is dealing with an injury right now, and they still have Zach Martin. So that's two still star, superstar offensive linemen that this, that this team has. The, the Rams basically manhandled that Cowboys offense. Maybe at the end of that game with the Jalen Ramsey uh, defensive or offensive pass interference on Michael Gallup, that the course of that game is different. But at the same time, the defense still got a stop when it needed to get a stop. And I, I do believe that this Buffalo Bills offense is not as talented. While it's a very good offense, it's not as talented as that Cowboys offense. And so I, I think the Rams are going to do – I think the Rams are going to surprise people. So it's currently Buffalo negative two, um, or they're two-point favorites uh, at a, at a 47.5 over under. I like the 47.5 over under 
Uh, actually, I'm taking the under on that. I take that back. I'm taking the under with the Rams. Okay, I am going to disagree. I'm taking the. I'm going to take the under as well, but I'm going to take Buffalo to cover. I think Buffalo's a good team. I think that their defense is better than uh, the Rams. The Ram now the the big thing about this, the Rams could show that what they've been through two weeks could be legit. They manhandled the Eagles last week because the Eagles are not that good, especially on offense, where their offensive line is beaten up, their receivers are beaten up. Um, but the Rams are doing a lot of good things, uh, and this is the week where they can really prove it. But I am going to take the under here because I do think that both defenses can kind of show up, uh, but I like Buffalo. On the other side, uh, Jared Goff, I'm not starting. Uh, I don't know about you. I ha- I had I loved Jared Goff last week, and he did me well. Uh, but this week, I think the only Rams I'm comfortable like, – I'll start – probably what cup woods and higby and then that i'll fade everybody else unless it comes out that acres and brown are both missing the game and yeah then, then you're starting start henderson. henderson i'm starting henderson yeah. no doubt then because you whenever you get a running back that has the chance at having all the carries you start them no matter what i don't care what quality they are the, there's just too few of them in the in the league currently so if it comes out that brown and acres are not playing it looks like acres is on track to not play this week uh, so definitely it would be Brown and Henderson. Henderson was impressive last week uh, against that Eagles defense. So uh, if he can continue to show out and uh, really kind of impress the coaches and McVay, uh, maybe he can start to live up to that second round. Was a second it was a second round capital, right? It was a third round. Yeah, second, second round. So uh, he's he's got a lot of faith in the coaching staff. I mean, they haven't cut ties with him yet. They said that he had a long way to go starting last year, and uh, he's finally starting to get the touches, and it showed last week. So let's move on though, because we've talked about Bills Rams for way too long. It's going to be a great game though. I'm excited to watch it. But we got to talk about Browns and Washington. So this is a really interesting line. It's 43.5 over under, which I'm taking the over on that. Uh, and the line, I'm going to Washington. Cleveland is seven-point favorites. Uh, I am with you on that. I, I'm i taking the over, and I'm taking Washington to cover. Uh, Washington can do exactly what the Ravens did in week one. The Ravens have a much better defense than Washington does, especially in the secondary, but Washington's front is ferocious. Yeah. This like that, that defensive line room might have the most talent in the league. Matt Ioannidis, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Chase Young, Montez Sweat, Ryan Kerrigan, just ferocious, monstrous front. Love them. Uh, and then the second level, uh, Thomas Davis, I think John Bostick's out there. Um, that just that front seven's really good. The secondary is questionable, but that front seven's really good. And the reason Cleveland was so dominant last week is they were able to run the ball. I don't think that they're going to be able to do that this week against against Washington. If I remember correctly, uh, their right tackle Jack Conklin is still out, uh, so he is not expected. I don't think he's expected to play this week which um, then makes life more difficult on those running backs uh, trying to get away from guys like Chase Young, Ryan Kerrigan, uh, Montez Sweat. This is a game I'm really interested to watch. Uh, I think you kind of have to start Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt just based on what you invested in them, right? Yeah, Kareem Hunt. I think Kareem Hunt's the only one you can kind of question there. Nick Chubb, you're 100% starting regardless of who he's playing, no matter what. He's he's an automatic start every week uh, until we get more information, which I doubt is going to change that. But Kareem Hunt is a top 24 running back right now. Kareem Hunt is actually RB9 in PPR. Nick uh, I guess RB... I mean, like, rest of season, he's a top 24 running back. So I, well, you're, I was you're starting him he, most times. You, well, you said that, that he was the only one you might have question about. He's RB9. Nick Chubb is RB13 right now. I understand that they're kind of fluked up because week one, he got game scripted out so quickly 
But Kareem Hunt's PPR value has shown that he's going to, like, you're you're going to have to like respect that on a weekly basis. I think the only and then your start. Are you starting Hooper? You probably have not, to. I mean, at, he hasn't at some done point. So he far. hasn't done anything, but. I, just the injuries to the different tight ends. I mean, I don't even know where he landed in our rankings this week. I think he's like a mid-teens kind of guy. But he, I, I don't love it. But I mean, at the same time, I do think that I do think that Cleveland's gonna be able to put up points. I just think that Washington is gonna be able to put up points as well. Uh, I mean, they hung with the Cardinals last week for the most part. I think it was like what 25-16. Ended up being a little bit, little bit lower scoring game, but 30-16. Uh, 30-16. Okay, sorry. Um, but no, at, the, at the same time, I think that they were impressive against the Cardinals. That the, They didn't get boat raced like everybody thought they would because, if I remember correctly, the Cardinals kind of put on a last-minute score, but it was a closer game for most of it, if I remember correctly. Uh, it was at least, like, one score. But what's up? Uh, no, 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 no. I was, I was trying to think. I, no, I'm pretty sure. No, the Cardinals had that game in hand for the majority of it, if I remember correctly. Also, uh, Austin Hooper came in as consensus tight end number is that is that 18 really we are yeah tight end 18 is where we have him uh among the three of us here also i misspoke jack conklin was a full participant in practice on thursday so he's trending towards playing uh jc treader limited in, in practice so hopefully he's able to get cleared up uh, and be healthy to go on sunday because they'll need him and conklin both um just for reference, real quick, to my previous point, it was nine to fourteen heading into the fourth. So Washington, okay. Washington was actually able to kind of put some pressure on the Cardinals, and the Cardinals are a much better football team than the Browns right now. Yeah, I would agree with that, especially on the offensive side of the ball. I think if you throw in like complete team, like I think Cleveland's defense is ahead of where the Cardinals are right now. Would you agree with that? Uh, repeat the question. I think the Browns' defense is ahead of where the Cardinals are defensively right now. That's fair. I think they have more talent. Yeah, like Olivier Vernon is still decent. Even like he's not what he was when the, he got his big contract, but he's still decent. Miles Garrett's one of the best young rushers in the league. Denzel Ward, super talented corner. I was just saying that I think that the Browns like are definitely behind defensively or offensively, but I think that they're ahead defensively. So I think that those teams are actually really similar. Just. Cardinals look way more fluid in what they're doing on offense, which allows them to put up points easier. But yeah, so Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, I'm not starting Hooper, but that's because I didn't draft him at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you have a better option, I would go after it. Even though he's got a good matchup against these uh, against this Washington safety room, um, I think you're starting OBJ. And then I don't know if I want to start Jarvis, though. Jarvis has got a great matchup, but I don't know if I want to go after him just because he's been so low volume so far. Well, he's dealing with an injury as well. I mean, he's been playing, but he's still dealing with the, I think it's a hip injury. So don't want to mess with that. I, if you have better options, I do think that there's a case to be made to sit Jarvis Landry, even though the matchup is great, like you said. So let's kind of wrap this game up. Uh, Browns and Washington. I'm starting Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, Odell Beckham, uh, Baker Mayfield in one quarterback formats, maybe, depending on who you're your number one quarterback is. Uh, I'm assuming it's not Baker as your number one quarterback. In Washington, I'm probably avoiding Dwayne Haskins still, but I'm starting Terry McLaurin, uh, Antonio Gibson in flex formats, and that's about it. Oh, Logan Thomas is probably not a bad play either if you really, really need a tight end. Yeah, I completely agree. I was going to say the only people that I'd be willing to start on Washington are F1 and uh, 
Logan Thomas in certain tight end formats. Uh, moving on to the next game, we got Vikings, Titans, 47.5 point over under. Tennessee favored by 2.5 on the road. A.J. Brown questionable as things stand right now. Darrington Evans, what, what, do you got, what, do you, what do you got there, Tyler? Uh, no, I'm just excited to talk about Corey Davis. Okay. Oh, Darrington Evans questionable. Mike Boone also questionable. I'm going to let you get right into it with the Corey Davis talk. Well, especially if A.J. Brown is questionable. It looks like A.J. Brown is actually trending towards out this week. Uh, this is an easy smash play. Probably one of the best plays you can have this week. Uh, I don't know what his value is in DFS currently for Corey Davis, but I can't imagine it's super, super high. Um, I think that the value would be easily returned. Um, I love the Tennessee line. I'm taking them at two and a half, uh, two and a, two and a half point favorites all day. Uh, I just don't believe in this Vikings team at all right now. I need to see some life from them. Uh, like they are on life support. They need they need that jolt from from the defibrillator because they are really like just there. Uh, they, the offense is basically non-existent right now. And did you see the comment today? I think it was from the offensive coordinator. Uh, he's like the the Vikings offensive coordinator was talking about the running game, and he said, oh, "Well, we're getting the average uh, yards per carry that we want. We just need to run the ball more." That was the comment, and it just made me laugh because. Man, if that's they, the analysis going into this, then this offense is in trouble. Uh, yeah. I like the Titans all around here. Derrick Henry, Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, if he does play. Uh, if he doesn't, if A.J. Brown does not play, this is actually going to test my knowledge here, the wide receiver two in Tennessee. I know it. Don't look it up. I know it. I want to see if you know it. Uh, I do not off the top of my head. I probably... Adam, Adam Humphreys. Slander will not stand on this podcast. I will not stand for I it. I couldn't remember who it was. I mean, he's technically not even going to like, – he's technically the wide receiver too. But wide like, receiver 27 in PPR. Wide receiver that is two. A, but that is above players such Raymond. as Keenan Allen, Marquise Brown, DJ Shark, OBJ. I will not stand for the Adam Humphreys slander. Khalif Raymond will pick up the outside wide receiver duties. But Adam Humphreys will keep his value – he does not change for me. Um, that's probably why I couldn't remember him. He's just He really is that kind of guy you just throw on your bench and forget about, and you're like, okay, I have Adam Humphreys on my bench. You don't realize that he's giving you eight points a week or whatever it is. So I, As a guy that's starting him in a couple of leagues due to injuries such as Cortland Sutton, I am well aware that he is getting me eight points a week. I, if you need it, I mean, I love Johnny Smith. I love Johnny Smith this week as well, even though uh, they still have Eric Hendricks there in Minnesota. They lost Anthony Barr. Um, I still love John o. Smith this week. I just like all the Titans pieces. I think that they steamroll this Vikings team, and uh, they easily cover, um, and they provide tons of fantasy value. All right. Now that you're done gushing about Corey Davis, I agree that they also cover. Two and a half is a slap in the face of this Tennessee Titans roster. You, I don't know what you what any sports book has seen from minnesota through two weeks to think this is fair minnesota got blown out in week one i don't care what the final score said they were getting smoked off the map smoked tennessee titans are a better team minnesota got blown out last week against the colts and the colts are not as good as everyone would hope apparently vegas is really in on the colts as you guys will find out shortly so titans easy to cover the one thing that's scary about this is the over under 47 and a half. I'm going to take the over just because I think the Titans run up enough points and I think they give up garbage time points to Minnesota. Now, you're starting Corey Davis. I'm starting Adam Humphreys in 12 teams or smaller leagues, especially if A.J. Brown misses. If A.J. Brown plays, it's a little bit different. I might go 14 team or bigger. Um, 
you're starting Henry. I'm starting Janu all over the place. Love him all the time. Uh, he's a great DFS option. Also, you had mentioned Corey Davis's DFS price for the week on DraftKings. He's priced at 5200 uh, That puts him in the same range as guys as Brandon Cooks, uh, Robbie Anderson's down in all that day. range. Give me that. D-Jax. So, yeah, good price, good value for a wide receiver one. Uh, for Minnesota, I think you're, you have to start Dalvin Cook just because you don't have an option. Because you have to start Adam Thielen. And you have to start dealing, and that's it. There, the discussion ends. You are not playing Justin Jefferson. You're not playing BC Johnson. You're not playing Kyle Rudolph. You're not playing Irv Smith Jr. Enjoy your Titans winnings, and move on to the next game. We got the two, the one and one New England Patriots playing host to the Las Vegas Raiders. The two and zero oh Las Vegas Raiders. Patriots should be two and zero oh as well. I will stand by that. That was a terrible play call at the end. Anyway, that was a, no, no. That was a great play call. Did you watch that whole game? I did watch the whole game, and I loved what they were doing in the goal line with Cam. I just don't agree with the final play call and the execution of it. I do think that they had the right idea. I just think it was the wrong. It's like they were ninety percent right, but that last ten percent is what cost them. Here's why I'm going to say they were a hundred percent right in making that call. It was Seattle made the play. They ran at L.J. Collier, Delano Hill, and then Bobby Wagner crashed from the backside. Delano Hill blew up a fullback and a lineman, and LJ Collier beat a, a guard and that he had no right beating, and then Jamal Adams came flying in as well. Seattle made a great play. That was the correct play call in that situation. You have to gain one yard. You don't hand it off. You don't throw it. You don't do any of that. You take your 250-pound quarterback and run right at it, and it had worked all game long. Seattle just finally got a stop. It's like the game nine years ago when Green Bay opened up the, opened up the season against the Saints. They got ran over all game long by, by New Orleans, but then they got one stop at the goal line and they won the game. Seattle got ran over all night long by Cam, and it took, gave them one stop. So I think them being one and one, and I also think Seattle was the better team for that whole game. They just Their defense led up. Oh, I agree. I just think so, they should have won the game at the end. They had an opportunity to, but we'll move on from that. <laughs> but moving on. So Patriots are favored by six, over and under set at 47.5. The only major thing, James White questionable, but that's not really injury uh, for those of you that are not. I don't think he's playing a- this week. So. You don't think he's playing this week? No, okay. Uh, for those of you that are not aware, um, his uh, father and mother were involved in a car accident Sunday morning. Uh, down in Miami. Uh, his father passed away. His mother was in critical condition. I believe she's still in that. I haven't really seen any updates. Um, obviously, super we wish sad. him super sad. We wish him all the best. Uh, he's a great football player, but he's, uh, from what I've heard uh, from Russ, like Russ Wilson's uh, post-game press conference and other stuff, he's just a great guy. So um, just have, have James White your thoughts on that one. Uh, from a fantasy perspective, I think for New England, you're starting Cam for sure. Cam is Cam is approaching every start every week status. Yeah, so you're starting Cam. Um, you're starting Julian Edelman, who had a great week last week. Um, I think that's it. I don't think I want to start. And Keel Harry. And Keel Harry, maybe. He got. He's maybe. still getting the target share that you want. The the big production will come. I. I want to see New England get the ball to him more than five yards from the line of scrimmage, though. And I don't know if that's his fault or if that's the play calling. But that's the play calling. That's how. But you got to factor in that's how their offense has always been. They've never been down the field offense. They've been in in the middle. That's why Julian Edelman gets seventy targets a game. Right. 
And I think that Inkiel Harry can really win a lot of his matchups against this Raiders team. I don't know if there's a corner who can match him physic- physically. Maybe Damon Arnett if he's playing. I don't, I'm don't. i sure if he's playing. But uh, but basically, I don't know if there's a corner that can match him physically. I think that Inkiel Harry could have a touchdown finally this week. Uh, I called it last week. I thought he had a breakout. He still had a lot of targets. He still got some yards. Uh, he, did, he didn't get the touchdown that he wanted, um, that I wanted for him. But it's going to happen here. And I... I I don't want to go chasing a breakout, but this one just feels so right. And it feels right. It felt right last week. It feels good this week. Um, I, I like Inkel Harry this week as well. I think he's a good flex play. Uh, on the Raiders' side, Ruggs is A quick note before we go any further. Arnett is, was a full participant in practice on Wednesday and Thursday despite his wrist and thumb injury. So he is trending towards playing. Okay, okay. go ahead. Either way, even if he does play, I don't know if he can match Harry's physicality. So let's go to the Raiders offense, though. I'm not playing Carr because I feel like Bill Belichick's going to be able to get in Carr's head. Uh, and honestly, I'm looking at Josh Jacobs and Darren Waller, if he plays even. I know Darren Waller's dealing with an injury as well. So if Darren Waller plays, I'm, I'm 100% playing him. But in the wide receiving room, I don't know. Ruggs has been frustrating from a, from a value uh, to target standpoint. Uh, Brian Edwards has not really had the early season impact that we thought he could. And so I'm hey, not looking... you thought he could. Don't love me in with you. I said we. I was not, not in. You. On, I, no, you said we. Don't love me in with you. There were plenty of people you. who preserved. He, he's he's getting his snaps. He's just not getting. Okay, well this is uh, this is our podcast. We are the we here. Okay. I was not in on Brian Edwards this season. I like him more as a long term option. That's fair. Okay, so Josh Jacobs did not practice today or yesterday. Same thing goes for Darren Waller. If they if they play, you're playing him, right? Yes. I think, that, and then after that, like you said, you're not starting anybody else on this offense. I will say I'm starting. I think I'm starting Derek Carr in Scott Fishbowl this week, but that is exclusively because I drafted him to be what he is. He's never going to throw a pick. He's just going to throw me. He's going to go twenty for twenty four for one hundred and eighty nine yards and a touchdown. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, no, I, I just, can live with that. I just don't love this offensive matchup for the Raiders. It is no, just it's not. It's, just it's not. not ideal. Especially with Trent Brown, uh, did not practice either day this week. Uh, Richie Incognito did not practice Wednesday. Uh, he and he's listed. He's not even listed on the Thursday injury report. So I don't know if he's healthy or no. Wait, did he go on IR? Do you know Incognito? Yes. Uh, I don't remember seeing him going on IR, but I don't think he's playing this week. Well, I mean, he wasn't listed on on the injury report for Thursday. That's why I'm not. Hmm. Um, uh, I'd have to look into that one more. Yep, he is on IR as of okay. yesterday. Right. So, oh, that's why. So there we go. So, okay. so there's two different offensive linemen missing here. If Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs suit up, you're starting both of them. Uh, but if they, and other than that, if they're out, I don't think there's anybody on this offense I'm willing to touch. Maybe Jalen Richard in PPR formats. If they're out, if they're out, I'm not touching anybody. I don't care. I mean, I I if know I made Jacobs a comment earlier about a starting running back, but this is not going to be a true starting running back. It's going to be a weird combination of things, and I'm just not about that. I think Jalen Richard is interesting in PPR if Jacobs misses. Fine. If if Jacobs doesn't play, I think Jalen Richard is a reasonable PPR play, similar to when you play, um, similar to like when you would play James White for for New England. You weren't always in love with it, but you knew he was going to get work. Granted, he only got one target. He only got he didn't get a target last week. Okay, never mind. Throw my Richard thing out the window. Moving on to the next game. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers playing host to the Houston Texans. Matchup of 2-0 and 0-2. Over-under set at 45. Pittsburgh favored by 3.5 points. 
Uh, Duke Johnson and Deontay Johnson are both listed as questionable entering this uh, this podcast. Uh, this line has fallen significantly. It opened at Pittsburgh minus six, and it has moved all the way down to Pittsburgh minus three and a half. So uh, a lot of people are big in on Houston. Uh, I am not one of those people. I took Pittsburgh. At, I got it at minus two and a half. Thank you, my sports book. Uh, but I do like the over on this game. Over 45 seems like a pretty easy mark. I think both these offenses can still move the ball, even though Houston's kind of looked broken so far. I just think Deshaun Watson can find a way to put up some points. You know, last week when I said Deshaun Watson's not going to be a good play this week, he's not going to be a yeah. good play this week either. So hey, I'm not starting him. I wouldn't either. In one quarterback formats, I'm looking elsewhere again because I just don't trust the rest of this Texans offense and Bill O'Brien to get the job done for Deshaun Watson. He's not. He hasn't been good under pressure, and what do the Steelers do? They pressure the quarterback. That's what they make their name off of. I don't like him this week at all. I don't like Will Fuller. I don't like Brandon Cooks. I'm not a big fan of David Johnson either. Uh, David, David Johnson, you probably have to play in some formats because he just got stuck in that way with all the injuries and, and where you drafted him. So you're probably starting David Johnson, but I don't love it. On the Steelers' side, Juju has also not practiced today. So he's another name to keep an eye on. If he is not playing this weekend, this is going to be a, a slop fest. I, I just don't like it. Uh, I don't like a lot of the pieces. Maybe give me Big Ben on the Steelers' side in Superflex formats, but that's about it. Uh, tight end, I'm not touching them for Pittsburgh. And at running back, I don't know if we still have enough sample size to deem James Conner or Benny Snell, the lead guy there yet. I think it's James Conner, but I'm not super confident in that fact or that idea. So I am not a big fan of this game. I'm taking Pittsburgh three and a half because I think they're the better football team, but the over-under I think is about right. Uh, so for me, I'm going to disagree on a few points. One, James Conner, if he's healthy, is the lead back. Last week, he played 77% of the snaps. Benny Snell played 15%. He had 50 snaps compared to 10 for Benny Snell. When Connor is healthy, he is the guy. Uh, like Tyler said earlier, he does start sits for Dynasty Nerds for quarterbacks. I do it for running backs. James Connor is one of my starts of the week. I think that they have a good matchup. I think their offensive line is, going, is a better group than the Texans defensive line, although J.J. Watt is talented and so is Whitney Merciless. But I like James Connor this week. I like Big Ben in uh, Superflex formats. I'm not really in love with him, uh, especially if Juju misses. If Juju plays, I like him a lot. If Juju plays, I am willing to start Ben, uh, even in single quarterback leagues. It's just going to all depend on his health there. Uh, Deontay Johnson, you have to watch him for uh, injury. Obviously, he's questionable right now. Uh, really pay attention to that Friday, that Friday practice. I think that that's going to matter a lot. After that, I'm not really interested in anything. Eric Ebron is, if you're desperate at tight end, you're hoping for a touchdown. He's led in snaps both weeks. He had 77% of snaps last week compared to 55% for Vance McDonald. But again, you're just hoping for a touchdown. On the other side, you're probably starting Deshaun because you probably don't have a better option. And if that's the case, I'm sorry because it's a really, really, really bad week to need Deshaun Watson to have a good week because this matchup is brutal for him. I think he's going to get beaten up and battered and broken down because this Steelers front is getting pressure in every way, shape, or form. They don't even have to break a sweat to do it. Uh, David Johnson, you probably have to start him just due to injuries or where you drafted him. I don't like him this week. Uh, I think that Devin Bush is going to chase him around and make him look like an old man. Uh Brandon Cooks, I don't like. I think you're starting Will Fuller in half PPR leagues, but that's a, that's about it. Um, I don't really love his matchup. It's just 
he's he's a he's a big play waiting to happen. Uh, but other than that, I don't really want anything from this on the Houston side of things. For but but for Pittsburgh, I I think that there's some pieces there. I like the three and a half uh, for Pittsburgh to cover, and I'm taking the over there. Moving on, we got the New York Giants playing host to the 49ers. These two teams got bit by the injury bug. Bad. Bad. The bug the bug went, found them, and just tore them up. I'm sure San Francisco probably doesn't even want to go back because it's the same field they played on last week when they got when they lost. Uh, who, who all did they lose? They lost Nick Bosa. Nick, Nick Bosa, Raheem Solomon Mostert, Thomas, Tevin Mostert, Yeah, yeah. Brutal. It's just absolutely brutal. Jimmy Garoppolo is not playing. We got the Nick Mullins show out here. Love to see it. Saquon Barkley is out for the year with a torn ACL. Man, that's unfortunate. 40 and a half. I think the over hits here. May- yeah, maybe. I think so too. It's super low. Two, I, guess, I guess we can call the Niners bad at this point because they're just so ravaged by injuries. So two battered up, not good teams. Either there's going to be absolutely no points at all and we get like a 13-10 game or there's going to be a ton of points. I don't think there's really an in-between. Uh, so I don't know what to do with this game, unfortunately. Uh, looking at the running back room for San Francisco, Jeff Wilson and Jared McKinnon. You're starting McKinnon. Wilson in probably deeper formats, hoping for the goal line touchdown. You're looking at George Kittle is going to play this week, so you're playing him again. And then he not touching Nick Mullins. And I'm not touching Bourne or Ayuk again. Uh, even though I do love matchups against this Giants defense, I just don't know what the wide receivers in San Francisco are going to provide yet. I have Nick Mullins, I think, is my 30 or 31st-ranked quarterback. He's somewhere around there for me, too. I think he's I only higher than Sam Darnold. <laughs> yeah, I did not have him high. Uh, yeah, poor Sam Darnold. Rip. Somebody get him some help. Um I think Kittle is interesting, though. He's questionable. And if you're San Francisco, do you rush him back? I don't. I think he could have played last week if he really wanted to. Kittle's that kind of guy. I, I think San Francisco's being safe with him. And for him to come out and basically say, I'm playing this week, he's playing. So okay. I, I, didn't, I, I didn't see him come out and say, I'm playing this week. If he, is, if he yeah. said that, though, then, yeah, I agree with Tyler. You're playing George Kittle. I uh, love his matchup. Think that he is going to be Nick Mullen's favorite target. Jarek McKinnon, you're absolutely starting. If you play DFS, he is a excellent, excellent uh, value this week. He's uh, 4,900 over on DraftKings. I have him in a number of leagues because I like to pay for one stud running back and then try and find a pay down guy. He's a great pay down this guy this week. Gonna be a little bit chalky, but uh, he should he should have a good week. Uh, on the Giants side of things, not touching well, Ingram. I don't like Ingram at all this week. I don't like Ingram. Uh, I don't like Daniel Jones, even in Superflex. I don't like Slayton. I don't like Shepard's out on IR. Yep. So you're looking so. at whoever the third wide receiver is in New York. Golden Tate, man. Golden Tate. Oh, if he's, is he healthy? Uh, I, thought, <laughs> I thought so. Okay. Uh, he's not on the injury report, but okay. let me see if he's on, if he's on the short-term um, are IR. Are you touching thing. Devontae Freeman this week? No, I didn't go pick him up for a reason. I think that there's a reason Devontae Freeman was a free agent. I think that he, he – I don't think he's that good anymore. I think that this offensive line is bad. Let's put it this way. Saquon Barkley couldn't make jack squat happen behind this offensive line, and he is way more talented than Devonta Freeman was at his damn peak. So, no, nope, I'm, I'm leaving Freeman there. Everybody that went and spent fab money on him, yeah, 
thank you for wasting your fab money in my leagues. I, I used a waiver it. claim on him because he's a starting running back, but that's about a it. A waiver claim is one thing, but I yeah. saw people blowing like 50% of their fab budget for the year on him, and I'm like, thank you. I also picked him up two weeks ago. I, didn't, I wasn't waiting for the rush. I just knew that it was going to happen eventually, and I just Fair. picked him up two weeks ago. But let's move on. Uh, Eagles-Bengals, another very interesting game here. Uh, Philadelphia's favorites by six points, and the over-unders at 46. Another game I have no idea what the hell to do with. I actually like Joe Burrow this week. I don't like Carson Wentz for some reason. That is my gut is telling me not to play Carson Wentz. I think it's because his wide receiver group is still beat up. He's got Miles Sanders behind him. Uh, Boston Scott I'm not touching. I actually got a question about playing Miles, or, uh, Boston Scott in the flex this week. I'm not really playing him if Sanders is playing. Uh, but <laughs> you're looking for wide receivers in uh, Philly. It's Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz. Hey, That's it. Greg Ward? I'm good. D Djax? I'm good. Um, I, I just uh, I don't like Carson Wentz this week at all, but I do like Joe Burrow. So I, 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 would, I would rather play Joe Burrow over Carson Wentz. And I actually like Joe Mixon. I like Tyler Boyd. I like A.J. Green in, in flex formats or in flex in, in some formats. Um, is that it? I mean, Drew Sample had a big week I was last like, week. Do you think I was like, Drew beat? Sample, Hive, come on. I know you went and picked him up. I know you did it. I may or may not have spent a ridiculous amount of fab on him in a tight end premium league. I knew it. I knew. It. <laughs> don't let it. Don't let him sleep on you, Drew. I'm here for you. I didn't pick you up anywhere, but that's because I was bad at my waivers this week. Okay, so for Philly, yeah, not I'm not starting Carson Wentz because I I think like because I think Carson Wentz probably isn't your starter, and if he is, hopefully you got a primary backup to him. He is now, uh, but that's because I traded away Aaron Rodgers for Saquon. Well, <laughs> Somebody give Tyler a hug. He needs it. I it had that's, to be done. It was rough. actually a great deal. I, actually, we can, we can cover the trade real quick. I gave up a first and a third this year for a first and a third Aaron Rodgers and James Robinson for Saquon and Daniel Jones. So I'm loving it. I'm, I I started the rebuild on that team and I'm loving that trade. Why'd you get a trade for a bad quarterback though? Because he's my third quarterback. Why would you even? Yeah. All right. There's there's Any, no quarterback. It's a dynasty league, and there's no quarterbacks on waivers. So I just that's that's fine. I I just I don't like Daniel Jones. He I don't either. I have Joe Burrow sitting on my taxi squad. I'm just waiting to elevate him. He hasn't. We're gonna talk about that later. Because <laughs> I love abusing taxi squads in leagues where I got like wait like I got a bunch of young guys because I drafted really well. Like I have one league where I have uh and. Like you can take guys up and, up and put them back on taxi squad in certain in certain leagues that I'm in, so I'm abusing it with like I have Terry McLaurin sitting on my taxi squad just because I needed a roster spot. Um, I have really deep receivers in that league, but anyway, so Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard, you're starting this week. Uh, Miles Sanders, fire him up. Yeah, my uh, I love I love Miles Sanders this week. Um, he's another great DFS option because you can get him at a good discount. Uh, let's see, where did I? Let me see. Sixty four hundred dollars for a starting running back is really good. Uh, it's one of the. It's like the tenth mark on this uh, on the sheet for the week. Uh, on the Bengals side of things, I don't mind Joe Burrow this week. I don't mind Tyler Boyd. Uh, AJ Green as a flex option is interesting. Joe Mixon I like this week just because Joe Mixon's gonna he he's gonna he's gonna he's have a week. score at some point, right? Like it's he, gonna happen. It's going to happen. Okay, hold on. I'm going to use this moment to publicly plead to Zach Taylor. Please stop throwing Giovanni Bernard in at cr crucial points in the game 
Use your best players. Let Joe Mixon eat because the more touches he gets, the better he will get throughout the game. And then you get him going, and then you throw Giovanni Bernard in, and it just kills everybody. It deflates me every time I see it. Anytime I see Giovanni Bernard getting on the field with regularity, I get sad inside. So I agree. Get, 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 just take him off the field. If he, if Joe Mixon needs a breather, go for it. But don't just actually just didn't they just Mixon... extend Giovanni? I'm pretty sure they extended him like this last. Yeah, they season. extended both. They extended both of them. Yes, <laughs> because you because you pay running backs. So let's see. Just last week, Joe Mixon played 50% of the snaps. Giovanni Bernard played 46% of the snaps. That's not okay. Joe Mixon needs to be. St- doing 75 plus percent of the snaps especially with how much money you just paid him right so joe mixon joe burrow is an interesting option this week he's probably your backup but if you got him as your backup to say deshaun watson there you go he's an easy start in super flex leagues and i'm contemplating starting him at one quarterbacks okay and then tyler boyd and uh aj green in uh in your flex drew samples an interesting option this week because joe burrow featured uzoma prior to his injury so that's always a good drew thing sample had a ton of targets last week too after uzoma went down love to see it moving on to our next game first game in the sunday late slot we got the indianapolis colts playing host to the new york jets actually wait before we go on the line of, of the eagles Bengals game over under set at 46 philly's favored by six what are you doing here i think i'm taking the over Okay, what are you and doing with the spread? And the spread has me wanting to avoid it. I, you don't have a choice. You got to put money on. I it. know. Um, I think Cincinnati's the better team right now. I think Cincinnati's going to cover that that point. Do you think Philly spread. wins the game? I think they pull some late minute heroics and they kick a field goal to win it. Okay. I agree, though, that Cincinnati covers. I think Philly wins. I do like the over as well. I don't think these defenses are good. And I think 46 is honestly really low. So I'm comfortable taking the over. But uh, Bengals to win, Cincy to cover. So Speaking of low heard, overall scores. Yeah, moving on. Colts, Jets, 43 over under. Indy favored by 10.5 okay. points. Let's, let's talk about this for a second here. One, what has Indianapolis done to earn that? They smoked Minnesota, who was 25 to 11. Starling. They couldn't even put up points on a bad defense. They, they put up 25 have, points. They ran, they ran I the don't ball. care. I don't care. They ran I don't the care. I don't care. You no. Whatever. India has done nothing to deserve this line. I'm taking the Jets to cover. It's the NFL. Yes, the Jets are not good. It's the NFL, but these guys are professionals. 11 points. Is are a you lot. sure? Have you 11, seen who the Jets are trotting out at receiver? 11 points is a lot. Uh, the odds are in the Jets' favor to cover here. I'm taking the Jets to cover, but Indy wins this game pretty easily otherwise. don't. Okay, don't get me wrong. I'm taking the Jets to cover. I just wanted to play devil's advocate and hear you try and argue that Braxton Berrios and Chris Hogan are professionals. Anyway, the, so the Colts, you're starting Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I will say if Jack Doyle misses again, and you don't fire up Mo Ali Cox everywhere that you have him. You better have Travis Kelsey in front of him, because Mo Ali Cox had five for one eleven on six targets last week. He's Philip doing Rivers. what Jack Doyle has, was supposed to be doing. But here's the difference: Mo Ali Cox is way more athletic than Jack Doyle has ever been in his life. That's fair. Mo Ali Cox is—he is not Antonio Gates. I want that to be clear before I say what I'm about to say. He is not Antonio Gates. 
but he is athletic like Antonio Gates was. He has the ability to jump up and get those jump balls. He didn't come down with the touchdown last week because Zach Pascal got it. I think Mo Ali Cox has a chance for a big week this week, especially if Jack Doyle misses. Rivers is going to find him. You need to start him. If you play DFS, you, he needs to be your discount tight end because you are getting a great, great value there. Okay, quick question for you. Rank these five guys in targets that they'll get. T.Y. Hilton, Michael Pittman Jr., Zach Pascal, uh, Naheem Hines, and Mo Cox. Okay, Naeem Hines is last. Zach Pascal is fourth. So fifth, fourth. I'm, I'm looking at their targets from last week, which is a little bit skewed because they were up so big. I think T.Y., this is his week. I think he finishes with the most targets. I think Mo Ali Cox finishes second, and then Michael Pittman Jr. finishes third. Is that how I want to do this? Yeah, that's how I want to do this. I think that Hilton leads the team in targets this week. I think he has between six and eight. I think Mo Ali Cox finishes right behind him. So if uh, eight, seven, seven, six, whatever. Uh, Pascal probably finishes between four and five or Pittman Jr., four and five. I think him and Pascal are pretty interchangeable. Like, if you wanted to say Pascal was going to finish third and Pittman finish fourth, I would agree with you. Even though Pittman showed some flashes last week, he's the younger draft pick. He's got the – he's got, like – I'm giving the S of Pittman there because when Campbell went down last week, rest in peace, I love you, Paris Campbell, get well soon. Uh, well, actually, thankfully, we can talk about this real quick. The injury doesn't appear to be as serious as they initially thought, so – Keep that, was, that was true. I was keep very your fingers happy. crossed for Paris Campbell because I love him as a player, and uh, I, I felt like a breakup was coming before he got hurt. So, uh, But when he went down last week, the initial replacement was Michael Pittman Jr. So I agree. If, if, that, you don't believe in the, if you don't believe in your rookie player, you don't throw him out there in the, in the, into the fire like that. You know. So I think that he's the guy there. I, I am taking him hands, hands down over Zach Pascal uh, in order to get targets for this Colts offense. I get that. I was just saying, like, I think that they're pretty much interchangeable just because, like, it only takes one, like, it can, I think that they're going to finish right next to each other in targets. It was six and four last week. If they finished five and five this week, I wouldn't be stunned because Rivers wants to throw the ball to everybody. He doesn't want to throw it to just one person. So that's where I kind of stand on that. I think the only players I'm starting, Jonathan Taylor, I'm starting Mo Ali Cox as long as Jack Doyle's out. Uh... And then I'm probably starting T.Y. just because I don't have a choice. I can't trust Pittman Jr. or Pascal in my, like, in my flex yet, though. I think Pittman is flexible in deeper formats. But uh, let's go to the Jets' side of the ball. Not touching Darnold. Done. Not, there we go. Not Moving touching on. Cannon. Not touching Gore. Uh, even though they said that they want to use Gore all game and they rested him in practice and they rested him last week. Um, Chris no, Herndon, Cannon I think, is, is an actually not on the Jets. He's on the Panthers. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, he yeah. was on the Jets all offseason, and then they dropped him. Yep. That's my fault. There you go. There you go. Uh, who's the other running back? Well, Michael P. Ryan. That's who it was. And I, uh, I was thinking and, about Trenton Cannon Kalen, because of those Kalen Balaje, man. <laughs> I was thinking about Trenton Cannon, though, because of the next game, which we'll get to in a second. But just to finish off with the Jets, oh, uh, sorry. the number one wide receiver is Chris Hogan. If you, if you are in desperate need, of just somebody who is going to be on the field this week and could possibly snake a touchdown. It's probably Chris Hogan, Josh Malone, a close second, but man alive. If you're playing one of them, you're probably hurting already. And Chris Herndon is not a terrible play, but uh, I don't like his matchup against this Colts secondary and coverage unit. 
I want to say real quick, I disagree. I think Chris Herndon is a terrible play. Chris Herndon is. I doing, just said he was. Oh, well. he, he's he's averaging four point six PPR points per game. I don't have any faith in him. Sam Darnold doesn't have faith in himself. Adam Gase is the NFL's worst coach, and it's not close. Well, well the only reason he came up in my mind is because there's nobody else to catch passes. I mean, Gase hates his tight ends. We saw it we last said that, week. But here's the thing. We said last week there's no receivers, and Herndon still didn't do anything. Like we, I said, I thought I was on the tr- the Herndon train last week. I was. I told multiple people, I'm like, yeah, start him. I like him this week. There's no other receivers. Who else is he going to throw to? And then Chris Herndon goes out and drops 1.5 PPR points. Are you kidding me? No, I'm I'm avoiding Chris Herndon. If you like, the, I and I think tight end has been the one position where there isn't just a ton of injuries that quarterback. So you can probably find a better option. Hell, you might be able to find Jordan Akins from the Houston game, who we didn't mention earlier, and Jordan Akins is a better option in my opinion. So I'm I'm not starting any Jets. I don't like it. I think this Jets team is BAD bad. Uh, I think they're going to cover just because this line is way too big. But moving on, we got Chargers. Like you, uh, Chargers hosting the Panthers. 43.5 points is your over-under. Chargers favored by 6.5. It is confirmed Justin Herbert is starting due to the injury to Tyrod Taylor between the broken ribs and the punctured lung. Uh, Herbert will be your starter, which, as Tyler and I discussed before we got on here, that elevates every single one of your uh, Chargers options because Herbert's more willing to push the ball down the field. I think that moves Mike Williams up. Keenan Allen goes up. Austin Eckler goes up. Hunter Henry. Everybody. Everybody on this Chargers offense immediately sees a boost with Herbert in the starting lineup. Who sees the biggest rise? I think it's Mike Williams. I'm going to say Keenan Allen, and here's why. So Keenan Allen in week one didn't do anything. I know this because I had a guy that came after me caping for Keenan Allen in week one, or caping for Keenan Allen in the offseason. And Keenan Allen didn't do anything in week one, while Devontae Adams, which was the crux of the argument, Devontae Adams was crushing Minnesota. And I asked my friend, I'm like, so should I go dunk on the guy now? He's like, no, wait. And I was like, okay. So Keenan Allen didn't do anything week one. But last week, with Herbert in there, Keenan Allen had a really strong week. It was great. It was awesome. I was happy for him because I think Keenan Allen's a good player. But at the same time, I think, but at the same time, it was clear that that's who Herbert wanted to go to. He, he wanted, I think Mike Williams does see a boost, but I think Keenan Allen sees the biggest one because Keenan Allen is the best player on this offense when fully healthy. So Keenan Allen's who I, who I think sees the biggest boost, but I think all around they see a boost. And against this Panthers defense, are you're starting all of them, right? Keenan, Hunter Henry. Is there, is there a – the only charger you might not play, I think Herbert, you're probably, you might not be playing this week just because – I think he's startable on Superflex. He's startable in Superflex, depending on your other options, is what I was getting at. And right. then, like, some people are going to try and fire up Josh Kelly in your flex, which is an interesting option. I don't know if I'm in love with that if idea. I'm, if I'm absolutely hurting at running back, then maybe, but I'm not touching him until we get a better idea of what that running back room is going to fully look like. That was my thought as well. Moving over to the Carolina side of things. Obviously, Christian McCaffrey, the 1.01 for so many people on injured reserve. Uh, for at least, So he's out for at least three games. He said he's going to try and be back in four his window is set from two to six, so we're not really sure where he's going to be at right now. Um, Teddy Bridgewater is 
I think normally he's super flex considerable. I don't think he is this week against this Chargers defense. Would you agree with that? I would. Okay. Mike Davis is the PPR back to own in Carolina, but I don't have a ton of faith in him unless you're absolutely desperate. Like, Can I talk about Curtis Samuel now? A- absolutely. I can. All right. Yeah. So everybody was spending all their fab on Mike Davis, and I talked about Trenton Cannon. I think he's the default RB2 in this offense. Maybe he gets some passing work. The guy you want is Curtis Samuel. So DJ Moore's value goes up as well because they're gonna they're still gonna want to throw the ball. I think we're gonna see more screens from this offense. We're gonna see a little bit more PPR value for some of these guys. Uh, the, the reception work is gonna go up. I think Curtis Samuel is the guy that you ultimately want, though. They're gonna want to get the ball into somebody's hands who can make a play. Uh, that's DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. But Curtis Samuel's stock is gonna take the biggest hit. It's gonna go up the most. Uh, so Curtis Samuel is the target to have here. Uh, I will stand by that. Mike Davis and Trenton Cannon. Even though they might get some carries and snake a touchdown, Curtis Samuel's going to get the PPR work, and that's what's important here. That's fair. I have Curtis Samuel bumped up this week as a result. Uh, hopefully we get lucky and he gets RB eligibility because that would be nice. Um, you're starting DJ Moore. Robbie Anderson is starting. Yep, you're starting Robbie Anderson this week. Uh, I think that he's got a chance for a big week here. Just takes one, Just like a lot of speedsters, it just takes one play for him. I love Ian Thomas, but you can't start him. So I think, are you starting all three receivers, and is that the list for uh, Carolina? And maybe Ian Thomas. Well, I can't start Ian Thomas, man. I just I can't do it. He hasn't done anything for me. But I believe. Uh, <laughs> I did, hey, I, he went to IU while I was there. I am also a believer in Ian Thomas. I have Ian Thomas in many leagues, but I can't start him this week. Oh, I, know I just, I can't. I can't. You can't do it. I think that the Chargers cover six and a half, though. Herbert showed me some exciting stuff last week. Um, I like his his arm, his fearlessness almost. The one thing that worries me is that they're going to try and take the ball out of his hands. Anthony Lynn came out on Monday and said he's a backup for a reason. You don't do that. I'm not a head coach. I, I never will be. But you do not come out after your rookie, who you thought wouldn't start a game this year, started against the world champs, went toe-to-toe with Mahomes, nearly won the damn game, and you come out and say he's a backup for a reason? Get the hell out of here. (laughs) Get out. That was a terrible – no. You say he performed well. We're excited to see where he can go. I don't know if there was a comment that made me roll my eyes more this past week. It was – like, why, why would you do that? Like, I don't understand how the hardest part of quarterbacking is probably having the confidence to do so. And this guy goes out and sets the world on fire. All right. All he had to do was say he did well. That's all he had to do. He did yep. well and will evaluate moving forward. Like, that's, that's all, all you got to say. But you no. don't have to say he's our starter. You don't have to say that. All you have to do is say he did well. We'll evaluate the position going forward. Yep. All right, moving Thank on. We'll We're going to move later. forward now. So Broncos, Broncos Buccaneers. hosting the Buccaneers, 43-point over-under. Hit the over. Yeah, Cash hit the over it. on that. Tampa Bay favored by six. Tampa Bay covers that six. Philip Lindsay trending towards not playing this week. Cortland Sutton, rip, out for the year. Drew up Lock, Jerry out. Judy. Huh? Up Jerry Judy, I said. Jerry up Judy. Jerry Judy. Up KJ Hamler. You love to see it. No uh, uh, Yeah, no. Jerry Judy definitely should be starting this week. Uh, if you play DFS, start Jerry Judy this week. I actually uh, he can cover this trade I made in the Packaday League. Uh, I traded James White and Devontae Parker for Jerry Judy, and I am loving it. I don't care. Yeah, I think he's going to get a ton I of targets. 
I saw, I saw that deal. That was a good that was a good move by you. I was like, what trade went down? And then I was like, oh, nice. I like the Jerry Judy because Jerry Judy was my wide receiver one. For those that don't know, uh, I had him over Ceedee Lamb. Nothing against Ceedee Lamb. I want that to be clear. Ceedee Lamb was one point two compared to one point one for Judy, so they're neck and neck. Uh, you're starting Judy this week. You're starting Noah Fant, and if you're not starting Noah Fant, you're bad at fantasy football. Noah Fant's <laughs> good. Um, on the and then. KJ Hamler is an interesting flex option, but I wouldn't be in love with it right now. I Melvin think Gordon is your RB1. Yep, Melvin Gordon starting this week. Uh, that's it for Broncos. Uh, I want to see how they're going to shake out. You're not going to mess with Jeff, Dris- Jeff Driscoll right now. He's really far down my ranks. He needs to be. Blake he Bortles? He well. <sighs> Blake Bortles is the backup. Jeff Driscoll is the starter. All right, now that we've got that out of the way. On the other side of things, you got Tom Brady. you got Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. returning you- this week. Chris Godwin, you're playing. Mike Evans, you're playing. What are you doing with these running backs? Leonard Fournette, Ronald Jones. I'm not starting anybody. Here's the thing. I love Leonard Fournette. I have a lot of shares of him right now. I was hope and he, I saw good things from him last week, and he should be the starter. And by the end of the year, he will be. If you don't, if you don't have him right now in your league, and you can acquire him, please do so because he's going to be a great value later in the year. But here's what happened on Monday. Bruce Arians said on Monday that Ronald Jones is still the starter for this team. Uh, I don't agree with that. I think Fournette should be the starter. I think he's better. He's been better since he's been in the league. But I'm not a coach. I don't get to make these decisions. Fournette will be a starter for you later in the year, just not right now. I'm fading both of them for this week. I think the only pieces of this offense I want are Chris Godwin and uh, Mike Evans. I like Tom Brady uh, as like a low-end QB1 in 12-team leagues. Uh, if you're playing two QB leagues, I'd lock him in for the week for sure. 100%. And let's go to the – I don't have anything to disagree with there. So let's go to Cardinals-Lions. Uh, we're running a little long on time, so we'll try and get through these a little, little bit quicker. Uh, looks like Kenny, Do- Kenny Galladay, excuse me, is finally going to be back this week. Uh, I love the matchup for the Lions' offensive pieces, um, specifically in the passing game. So give me DeAndre Swift. Give me Matt Stafford. Give me Marvin Jones. Give me Kenny Galladay. Give me TJ Hawkinson. Uh, Adrian Peterson is okay, I guess, in deeper formats still. Uh, on the Cardinals side, give me Kyler Murray all day. He's going to be one of the top quarterbacks this week. Guaranteed top five quarterback play. I'm calling it right now. And then you have DeAndre Hopkins, who could be the number one wide receiver on the week. He is my wide receiver with, one this week. I think I think we all have him at wide receiver one. I, so, I uh, And so he's going to be a smash play this week. Uh, outside of him, I think Christian Kirk is injured, so that actually increases Larry Fitzgerald's value a little bit. Andy Isabella is not a bad play in deep formats, considering he might get some deep ball work. Uh, that's it, though. I think Kenyon Drake, obviously, you're going to play him because you have to based on what you spent for him. Uh, Chase Edmonds uh, did nothing last week, I don't think, but uh, I still love Chase Edmonds, but Kenyon Drake show right now. So uh, you're playing Kenyon Drake. I don't love the RB situation in Arizona as a whole. I'm starting Kenyon Drake, and I feel really confident about it. This Lions defense, or this Lions defense got ran over last week. But yes, DeAndre Hopkins is the consensus wide receiver one over a game on Wisconsin. Your number one source for rankings. Uh, Chris Kirk is dealing with an uh, injury, which is really unfortunate for someone like me who has been hit hard by this injury bug. Uh, so uh, if he he's, did not practice Wednesday or Thursday, I'm hoping that he's upgraded on Friday. If he's not, uh, I would try and find another option there. Uh, you're starting Nuke. You're starting Kyler Murray, um, who's, I believe, my QB2 on the week. Um, and that will not be changing. He will stay QB2 behind Russ Wilson, who we will talk about in just one second here. Um, 
if Christian Kirk does miss, I have confidence in Larry in 12-team leagues pretty easily because um, I think that you probably – like I think if you can fit Larry in your lineups in 12-team leagues, you should do it. Um, I don't want to mess with the tight end situation right now, but I do, like I said, I do have confidence no, Excuse me, in Kenyon Drake being your starter for Detroit. Stafford Swift, Hawkinson, Galladay, Marvin Jones, fire them all up. Uh, I think that this game's going to be a shootout, 54.5 point over under. Right now, Aaron Arizona's favored by 5.5. I take the over, but I don't take Arizona to cover. I take Arizona to win the game, though. I think that Detroit's bad, but I think that their offense can do something against Arizona, who their only real pass rush is Chandler Jones. So I think that Detroit's able to move the ball. Uh, I think Kenny Galladay has a big week. So I like this game, especially from a fantasy perspective. The last Sunday late slate game, the game of the week, Seahawks hosting the Cowboys, 55.5 point over under, baby, biggest over under on the week. Four and a half point favorites are the Seattle Seahawks. Philip Dorsett got moved to the uh, to IR. Uh, Tyler, what are we thinking about this game? Starting every single piece I can get my grubby little hands on. Uh, that includes Carlos Hyde in deep formats. Dalton I... Schultz tight end one. <laughs> no. But Dallas Schultz is not a bad play. I like Greg Olson this week, too. Uh, let's just work our way off from there. Russell Wilson is obviously playing at an MVP level. You're not sitting him at any point uh, in the near future. Uh, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, uh, whoever the wide receiver ends up being, probably David Moore in Seattle. And then uh, Yes, yes, David Moore is the guy. Yes. Uh, for those that don't know, I write over at Rotoballer. I do uh, their news desk stuff uh, for Seattle. Uh, David Moore. Last week was the head or for through two weeks has been the guy with Dorsett out. Um, I am confident starting David Moore in 12 team leagues as a flex option. Uh, I think that he's got a really good matchup this week. Uh, he's been he's been the clear third guy for Seattle. I just wanted that to be clear. Freddie Swain scored a touchdown last week, but he only had one target. He had one target, caught one ball, 21 yard touchdown. So David Moore is the clear third guy, and this the offense throws the ball enough for David Moore to be startable. And then I'm starting all three, uh, most likely, depending on what your lineups look like. I'm starting all three Cowboys wide receivers, C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, Amari Cooper, uh, and Zeke as well with Dak Prescott. So no questions here whatsoever. I, wanna, I can't wait to watch this game. I think it's going to be one of the best of the weekend. So that automatically means it's going to be one of the worst. Uh, but at the same time, Mike McCarthy came out today, I think it was, and said, we're basically not going to be able to keep pace with Russell Wilson, so we're just going to try and score as much as we possibly can. And as a fantasy owner, you love to hear that. So it looks like the Cowboys are not going to do anything to try and contain Russell Wilson. They're just going to accept their fate and just try to score as many points as humanly possible. So I'm smashing the over. I am taking Seattle to – I'm actually taking Dallas. I think it's going to be a three-point game. I think Seattle covers. Uh, I think it's going to be like a five-point game. I just I think Seattle's a better team. Who's better, um, the Patriots or the Cowboys? Who do I think's better, Patriots or Cowboys? Patriots have a better defense. Dallas definitely has a better offense in terms of like their raw pieces and when they're clicking. <sighs> From a fantasy perspective or just a football perspective? A p- football perspective. I'm looking at this over under because it's the same line it was against New England. I'm going to say that New England's a better team. Um, I think that they're more experienced. I think they have a better coach. I love Mike McCarthy from his time in Green Bay, but I think Bill Belichick's still a better coach. Um, I think Cam and that offense, like they've really, it's kind of like how the Lamar offense last year with Baltimore, like they really changed it to fit him. 
uh, what's McDaniels has done the same thing with Newton. So I think that New England's a better team. I don't think it's like a gap, though. I think that they're close. I think that they're really similar. And Dallas, if they can really start clicking on offense, if that third, if that second half offense we saw last week, it starts becoming the regular thing. Oh boy, they're going to be a scary group. Uh, I agree with you though. Starting Zeke, starting Dak, starting CD, Amari, Michael Gallup is a great value in DFS this week. Um, I think he's like a fifty-four hundred uh, price, fifty-five hundred dollars. Smash that. Love it. It allows you to pay up at other positions. Um, I'm starting Dalton Schultz this week. I think I have him as a borderline tight end one. I started him last week. He did me well. I'm going to do it again and hope. Uh, I disagree on the Greg Olson thing, though. Greg Olson saw one target last week. Do you know what he did with that one target there, Tyler? <laughs> he took it to the dome and watched it get pick six to the house. I still believe in Greg Olson as a good I, backup tight end. I think this is a good week for him to get a touchdown. Eh, I'll pass. I think I hopefully have better tight end options. If you don't, Greg Olson can hopefully get you a touchdown. But uh, for Seattle, DK, Russ, who, like I said earlier, QB1 for the week, Russ, uh, Chris Carson, Tyler Lockett, David Moore. That's the guys I'm confident starting. Greg Olson, really, really, really deep formats. That's about it. I don't want to touch anything else on this offense. Uh, I do love Tyler Lockett, though. He's been super talented. Moving on to the game that a lot of you are probably here for, the Sunday night game. Saints hosting the Packers, 52 over under. New Orleans favored by three. For those that don't gamble a lot, that means that Vegas views this game as a split on a neutral field. So if they were playing in the Super Bowl, since that's a neutral field, this game would be a pick em. I like Green Bay to cover. I think the Green Bay I think I think Green Bay wins this game. I agree. And I'm taking the over as well. Now, Devontae Adams is questionable, trending towards not playing. He did. He did. Uh, tomorrow's going to be a big day. He only did side work today. Tomorrow's the big day. If you if you have Devontae Adams anywhere, you need to be paying attention to the injury report tomorrow. you got to hope that he does some work on the field. If he does work on the field, I think that he plays. Michael Thomas, on the other hand, I think that he's trending towards not playing. He's got to get cleared by he's got to get cleared by a doctor still still not practicing in any way shape or form so I'm fading so I'm fading Michael Thomas I love Green Bay for this week you're starting Aaron Rodgers uh, I think Derek Carr was able to move the ball against them last week against the Saints last week and Rodgers I think we can all agree is a better quarterback than Derek Carr good good we're all on the same page Aaron Jones fire him up Josh Jacobs lit him up last week uh, Derek or Aaron Jones is better Aaron Jones is gonna do the same thing. Uh, Alan Zarda got some confidence in. If Adams misses, I have confidence in MBS to get some play. Uh, tight ends, I don't really want to mess with. Jace is so close. He's right there, man. He seems to start finishing. The moment he starts finishing these plays, he's going to be a playable tight end in most formats. He, he's he's right there. He had a couple balls last week where all he's got to do is secure it. Just catch it. Catch it first and then look up the field. Just catch it and then look up. He's right there. So Jace is interesting. For those of you that are looking for a backup tight end, I'd go. I'd maybe go spend a wide waiver claim on him. He's a good option. He's a good late season option, and he's just got to catch the ball. That's all he's got to do. He's getting looks. I always say this for 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 wide receivers and tight ends, even running backs in some situations. Catching the ball is the easy part. If they're getting open, that's the key thing to look for. They're getting open. Just to keep it specific to the Packers here, we've seen it with MVS. He gets open a lot, and he's still struggling with drops. Devontae Adams, early on in his career, got open a lot, but struggled with drops. But look at 
look at where Devonte Adams is now, and look at the hype for MVS. If he if MVS continue, can continue to finish off more plays as well, um, then they have another really good receiver on their hands. Jay Sternberger is in that same boat right now. He just needs to start finishing plays, and the moment he does, he's going to be a good fantasy tight end. Uh, he'll be a tight end too for you. Uh, but I'm taking the Packers in this game as well. New Orleans favored by three because of the home field. I think Devonte Adams plays this week, but it's really dependent upon what goes on on Friday uh, at practice. I don't think Michael Thomas plays this week, which is a shame because I was looking forward to Michael Thomas versus Jair Alexander. Oh. I like the Packers in this game, but I don't know if the over hits. On the other side of things for fantasy, okay, I think the over hits because I think Green Bay scores a lot, but I also think Green Bay allows points, so that's where I think it hits. Um, on the other side of things, you're starting Alvin Kamara. RB1 on the week. You're starting Jared Cook. I don't have him that high, but I have him. I have him up there. Uh, you're starting Jared Cook for the week. Um, can you trust any of these wide receivers? No. But Emmanuel Sanders he's, seems to put up good games against Green Bay for the most part. And can you trust Can you trust uh, Drew Brees this week? No. No, I can't. Can't do it? No. Because I, I got asked this earlier today. He's actually one of my sits of the week for Dynasty Nerds. That's, hey, that's fair. I told the other person to sit Drew Brees this week. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah. I like the thing is, Green Bay's offense allowed a lot of points to Minnesota, but Drew Brees just doesn't look like Drew Brees right now. Of course, we're going to get snake bit this week. Of course. But because Drew Brees and the Saints, Drew Brees and Sean Payton with the Saints are undefeated on Sunday night football. Here's the thing when no. playing at home. And yes, obviously, that's a legitimate stat, but every single one of those games has fans. Now, it's I think that that kind of stuff plays a bigger role than what it than what we normally talk about because especially when you get into a place like a dome, that sound just sits there and it, it bounces. It does, and I I I love the Packers in this game, and especially with it basically being a pick'em, I'm taking them with no fans every day. I think they're gonna be able to do whatever they want on offense for the most part. You still have Cameron Jordan on, um, and Chauncey Gardner, Chauncey Gardner Johnson, Marshawn Lattimore. There's still some pieces there for the Saints, but overall, this offense should be able to do pretty much whatever I want. And then the defense is going to be dealing with a Drew Brees who goes really bad against the Raiders with no Michael Thomas. I, I think Alvin Kamara is going to be your biggest worry, and he could have a really good week, but I just don't know if the firepower is there for the Saints to keep up. I agree with you. I, I also obviously I also pick Green Bay. I'm betting on Green Bay money line this week, so I'm hoping for that. Moving on to the final game, the one that we are all watching, Monday Night Football, Ravens hosting the Kansas City Chiefs, 54 and a half point over under Baltimore favored by three and a half. There's a few injuries to watch for here. Sammy Watkins is currently questionable. Justice Hill questionable. Chris Moore for Baltimore and Daryl Williams for Kansas City. Those players are all questionable as things stand right now. I'm taking the over. That's that's the only thing I have confidence in. I right think now, the defenses anyways. are better. We saw with the Chiefs last week. We've seen it with the Ravens. I think the defenses are better. I'm taking the under, but I'm taking Baltimore. You're taking the under? Come I'm on. taking the under. I'm going to be on. a negative Nancy. I'm going to take the under. and then You're no fun. I'm taking the Chiefs to cover. I think that they're going to win this game. Uh, so I, I just think it's going to be we're all expecting a shootout. If we get that, great. There's going to be so many usable fantasy pieces in this game. I just think it's going to be a defensive game. You know these two teams ran up a score of 61 total points last year when they played, right? Yes, I do know that. 
That was in Kansas City. Okay. Baltimore ran up 28 points. Okay. On the road. Okay. And now they're playing at home. That's fine. Whatever. All right. <laughs> anyway, you're starting Lamar. You're starting Marquise Brown. You're starting Mark Andrews. I'm still starting everybody. So. Starting Mark, An- Mark yeah. Ingram. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is an interesting flex option in deeper leagues. I'd say 14 teams or deeper is the only way I'm starting nah, him, right? I'm starting him in the flex in some 12 teams. Are you really? Well, if, if the game does get out of hand and there's there's a ton of receiving work to go around, then uh, absolutely. Fair enough. I, I don't have as much confidence in him, uh, but in 14-team leagues, I'm comfortable with him in my flex. On the other side of things for Kansas City, you know who you're starting. You're starting Mahomes. You're starting CEH. Right. You're starting Kelsey. You're starting Tyreek Hill. Nobody Are else. Are you starting? You're starting nobody else. Nope. Okay, I was curious. We, we're not. We're not going over Sammy Watkins again. Have we? Did we? Okay, now I can't remember. Did I talk to you about this? I think we talked about this on the podcast before, where this this offense is golden, yes. but you don't know who it's golden for outside of the main pieces, right? Yeah, I'm not touching Demarcus Robinson because he's so hit or miss. So I'm only starting Tyree Kill, Clyward, Solaire, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes. That's it. Start the big four. Start the big four and uh, reap the rewards. Uh, I know that I'll be watching that game uh, and enjoying it thoroughly. Uh, I didn't mention what I was going to do with the spread. I'm taking Kansas City. I think that there is a reasonable case for Kansas City to win this game outright. Um, if there were fans, maybe a different story, but I think there's still a reasonable case for them to win the game outright. Even though Baltimore has looked like the baddest team on the planet through two weeks, uh, they beat way. up on. They, they beat up on a bad Cleveland team. They beat up on a bad Houston Texans team. I think that there's a reasonable case for the Kansas City Chiefs to just win this game outright. So I'm taking the Chiefs in this game. Uh, I'm taking Ultimately, I'm taking the better quarterback in Pat Mahomes. Uh, this game's going to be fun. Uh, I think that th- this slate of games is a real has got a lot of really fun games to watch. I completely agree. There's a lot of great games this week. Uh, and with that... I think we're going to start to wrap up because we have been here for way too long. We're pushing an hour and a half right now. So if you listen to this entire podcast, thank you so much uh, because we really appreciate it. Um, giving giving out advice it really is a lot of fun for both of us. And speaking of that, we will be around on Sunday again for the live stream. I will be on the move. I'll be mobile, but I'll still be there. And so uh, 10 a.m. Central on the Game on Wisconsin YouTube um, and on the Twitter, there should be a link, and on Facebook as well. So everywhere that you follow Game on Wisconsin, uh, start your game day there, because once we're done, it leads right into the pre-snap. Um, and then there's just kind of, because it's a Sunday night, it's a little bit different, but there's still going to be a ton of game day coverage on Game on Wisconsin. So make sure you're checking it out. Um, make sure you're sending us in questions. Like, if you have questions throughout the week, don't hesitate to uh, at the Game on Wisconsin Twitter and send them uh, at myself, at Tyler underscore Grez, at Gage, uh, at G Bridge for NFL. And we would love to take your questions and cover them on the podcast. And then we'll try to talk about the matchups less and talk about your questions more. Because honestly, um, the only way you can really cover all fantasy bases, because every single, every single team is going to be different, is by getting the questions from the fans. So please, uh, please, please supply your questions. Uh, go to your favorite podcast listening platform. Rate, subscribe, comment, give us feedback. Let us know how we're doing. Let us know how we can get better. Uh, subscribe so that you will never miss an episode. I, I haven't really talked to Gage about this yet, but I am looking to possibly expanding the show to two days a week so we can do a recap and then do a matchup 
uh, do a matchup preview. So uh, you don't want to miss the show. You're not going to want to miss the live stream. Make sure you're there. Uh, please, like I said, rate, listen, or rate, comment, subscribe. And until next time, go Pack Go.